You're listening to Living with Louie. So welcome back to this edition of Living with Louie. And we have Allison Staples here. She's with Delmarva Speech Therapy from Berlin, Maryland. Hi, Allison. How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, actually, because of your help, I'm <laughs> doing great. So I'm really glad to have you uh, share with the listeners some of the things that you have taught me that have improved my speech uh, and maybe describe how my speech was when we first met. Okay. Um, so, you know, when I first met you, we are talking, you know, probably about six months ago um, in that when we first met, your speech was very much, very, um, I can't think of the word. Broken. Yes. Broken. And that you were having a really hard time coming up with the words you were trying to say. So with that, when you were having that hard time, you were presenting with more frustration in your talking, which was then causing you not to talk as much. I was um, on the, uh, here I am searching for the word, uh, speaking of word retrieval, but at any rate, I was on a uh, on a Zoom meeting today, mm -hmm. and it was surprising to me how many people on there that have Louis by that also have, you can tell they have different speech issues as well. Um, and one of the things that the one person said was that when the frustration level goes up, the stress level goes up, and it becomes harder to achieve your goal. And that, that is very common, and you see that a lot in patients. When the frustration gets so severe, you know, think of that as almost like a roadblock, that you know, now you have to find a new way around that. Um, and a lot of times what I tell patients to do is just stop and take a breath and think about what they're trying to say help their brain and their mouth catch up because your brain's probably moving a mile a minute and then all of a sudden you hit that roadblock and when you hit that roadblock you need a way to get around it well i know that you taught me that to uh kind of slow down and when it gets to one of those roadblocks to just take a take a second and let the brain, as you said, catch up before the mouth gets engaged. Yeah, and a lot of times you'll see too, you know, if your 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 mouth is ready to move but your brain is not, that's where you hear a lot of patients will stutter almost. And it's it's that disfluent event where they'll either hold on to the sound um, or they'll say the sound multiple times. And, you know, just by taking that breath, allows the body to calm and then you're not holding that tension in the mouth like you want to hmm. so what other techniques have you uh deployed <laughs> i know you've got a lot of things in your toolbox so that i do yes yes you do and by the way she knew about what uh, we call plosives and she's like ah oh, now you're speaking my language yes <laughs> Um, so, you know, a lot of times when we're stuck on a word, some of the easier ways to 
get around that is to do things such as describing the word. You know, how, if I'm stuck on the word dog, you know, how would I describe that to somebody? You know, would I use my dog's name? Would I describe what it looks like? And that way, when you're doing stuff like that, it helps for um, your communication partner to really understand where you're coming from. And then they can understand what the word you're trying to say is and either give you a hint to have you find it yourself or just give you the word. Um, that's one thing that we've done before. Right. I, there's, there, it's amazing to me, and I can tell you that it's amazing to the people who know me, my family, um, my loved ones. It's amazing to all of us uh, just how different and how much better my speech is. Is it perfect? No, but I don't know that it ever will be again. But I mean, you have done an amazing job at um, helping me to uh, make it smoother and sound more, well, should I say natural, but I guess for me it's natural now. <laughs> It's a yeah. new natural. <laughs> exactly. And that's, you know, it's a hard thing, you know, and I know you've talked about this in previous podcasts, you know, you're with the grieving. It's a hard thing to let that go. But, you know, speech therapy can help give you ways to cope through that. So you're right. It's a new natural now. Please talk about that more because that, that interestingly enough, was the um, subject of part of the conversation today was, um, acceptance and grieving and uh it just surprised me how you know several members are there saying that they um they don't want to accept it they they're like no and uh you can say no all you want you can and you know it's it's a hard thing to come to terms with because you know when we're talking communication or we're talking the swallowing function you know you're, you're talking that you're losing control and you're losing those things that we hold so dear. You know, communication is a basic human right. You know, everybody should be able to, in any way, shape, or form, be able to express themselves. And, you know, when we have that, where we're having a hard time coming up with the words, or the, the speech isn't as fluent as what it was, you know, that's a hard pill for people to swallow. But, like, again, you know, through tools like speech therapy, you know, I'm giving myself a plug here. You know? Well, that's fine. <laughs> you, you deserve it because I, I can tell you, you've, you've made a tremendous difference for me. You know, those things, you know, help you accept that you're right. You know, you're not going to be where you were before you had this diagnosis or before you noticed the decline. But we can help that you can start to get control of your life back you know they manage the decline correct i think is a good term yes um because i think that is what you're in my opinion is uh, is that that's what you teach is how to manage um your current situation correct and you know we want to manage your current situation as well as to avoid any you know exacerbation of the disease so, you know, things, you know, we talk about, you know, with physical therapy and occupational therapy, we focus so much on fall prevention because a fall, you know, can set a patient with Lewy body dementia back tenfold. It sends 
excuse me, I didn't quite catch that. So it'll send you back, you know, it'll, it'll have some regression there. So, you know, think of taking 10 steps forward and then you have something catastrophic like a fall and it can set you back six, seven, eight, sometimes even 10 steps and we're back to square one. And then we're fighting to try to get you back to where you were beforehand. To regain that. Yeah. So. Mm-mm-mm. So tell me, um, where, uh, I know that you've told me before, mm-hmm. um, you, your experience with speech therapy, where, where did that start for you? Um, so it started with me, um, I started with my brother. So my brother, um, I used to love to, to be to speech therapy sessions, all that sort of stuff. And that kind of fostered my, you know, my love for ther- for speech therapy. Um, I went to school in Pennsylvania, East Stroudsburg University, um, for both my undergrad and my master's degree. And then um, I, my background was primarily in pediatrics, but, you know, I've always had um, adult placements throughout, you know, my internship. I've always worked with adults, you know, throughout having those uh, pediatric placements. Um, so for the last, you know, three or four years, I've been primarily adults. And that's um, been very rewarding for me. Um, you know, when we see some success stories, like, you know, I always talk about, you know, my, you know, you, Larry, about how we've taken you from where you were to where you are now. Well, I'm glad you consider me a success story and not a train wreck. You're not a train wreck, not in any way, shape or form. Well, I, I would agree that I think that I, it's been interesting to me because I've learned a lot from you. And um, one thing that has always stuck with me is uh, something that you told me. And you said, well, when you're learning and we're learning, that's when you know that you're getting quality therapy. Correct. Yeah. You know, you always, you, you always think, um, yes, I come in here and yes, I'm the expert in my field, but you know, you know your body, you know your disease better than I do. And, you know, that's, I've, I've learned a lot from the short time that we've worked together in just different aspects of, you know, how therapy works for you or how treatment works for you. Um, so, which has been great. So I've been a guinea pig? Sort of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, not totally. but Not totally, no, no. But, you know, um, you know, I've had experience with other patients with Lewy body dementia who, where we primarily focus on was swallowing. Um, so we did a lot. And I think, uh, I think you told me before that um, a lot of the experience you've had in the past with Lewy body patients, they're further along uh, and a little bit more elderly than I am. Yes. And so, I mean, being in at the earlier stages um, gives you maybe a different perspective on, uh, what works and what doesn't work with Louie body. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, I know a lot of people will look at somebody and they see that dementia word next to it. And they're so quick to write patients off. And, you know, you're a prime example of why we don't write patients off and why we give them the chances that they need to be able to express themselves. You know, Again, we talk about communication and, you know, I think six months ago, if you had tried to scare me out of here like you thought you were going to. How did you, 
How did I make you feel that I was going to do that? You just, you didn't seem like you were real open to it initially. And then I think as, you know, we kind of built that rapport and you kind of realized, and I think that was. I think I realized that uh, you had something to bring to the table <laughs> and, uh, and it was worth uh, me uh, paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I'm like the the kid that's the, in school that had, had ADHD all over the place. Yeah. Or the, the kid who would say, yeah, I'm only here because my, my mom says I have to be here. Yeah. Well, I, I can say that about ADHD because I guarantee you that I had that when I was younger. Yeah, probably. No doubt. <laughs> my kids have it. And after researching that, I, I saw a lot of the struggles that I had, you know, as a young uh, adolescent growing up. And at that point, they didn't diagnose it. No, it's not, it's not as diagnosed as it is now. But um, the one thing I will say, though, I think that, you know, a testament to you is that you, you know, you're, you're a fighter. I think you're a natural born fighter in that, you know, when something, you have an obstacle in your way, you're going to figure out a way to make it you know, to either fix it or to make it better. Um, and I think that, you know, we should really talk too about how you've had all these small victories that have made the success that you are now. Well, this is true. It's, uh, and I think that you have to come to terms with what your diagnosis is, and then you have to accept that diagnosis. And then you have to, you have to make a conscious decision that you're going to, fight back in every way that you can and uh the things that um, i've learned from 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 you uh, are that i can fight the difficulties of, with my speech and swallowing and whatnot um effectively and so those i can win i can win those battles and so i think the more battles you can win the easier the pill is to swallow. Correct. And then also having, you know. Quality of life. Yes. And, you know, in order to help fight back is to be able to have those resources and know that those resources are available to you. You know, anybody can go, you know, to their doctor and get referrals for therapy to help fight back on this. Well, that's an, that's maybe something that you should speak to because I, I is that anyone can actually go mm -hmm. and request therapy from their doctor. Correct. How many do that? Not many. And, you know, it's the, it's patients like, you know, you that are, are recognizing, yes, I haven't, I have something going on. I need to find a way to help beat this. And I think that that isn't something that people realize, you know, you have that say, if you want therapy and you want, you know, you're falling or you're having a hard time you know, getting in and out of the shower, you're having a hard time with your speech, all you need to do is tell your doctor that you want these therapies and they will write you scripts for them. Well, interestingly enough, my prior experience with um, therapy had always been um, more on a inpatient, um, well, I don't want to say inpatient, but what's the term I'm looking for when you go to a physical therapy um, like a, a, a facility a facility so if you're in the facility it seems like they're like oh okay 
you do this, and uh, and they show you the first time. When you come back, mm-hmm. they say, oh, by the way, just go over there and do that while they play with their phone. And so I had a really negative um, experiences in the past with uh, with therapy and just felt like, okay, that's, this doesn't work. But um, I can say that you and your... Uh, your co-workers have uh, certainly changed my perspective uh, 180 degrees. I think the reason that it, it probably was changed, and I think we've talked about this before, is that, you know, when you're in a place, you know, outpatient therapy, for some people, outpatient therapy works. Um, you know, that they can go in, they, it's, it's no different than a doctor visit. They can go in, they get their exercises, um, you know, and then they, they're leaving, you know, that does work. But for other patients, they need more individualized care. And we talk about individualized care, you know, within the home, you know, that's, that's your safe spot. That's where you're spending a majority of your time. And if you're not safe in your home, where are you? Then where exactly, where are you safe? And I think that that's, well, I think you've heard me refer to my home as my safe space, because that's what it is. Yeah. When the world is, um, becoming overstimulating mm-hmm. to me, um, the best place that I can be is back home. And having, you know, the, the therapy team to develop a therapy plan around you being home where you're spending a majority of your time, um, I think is a big, is a big deal, you know, and I think that that's why you bought into therapy this time. Well, um, you don't give up easily either. So, uh, like I said, I told you you weren't going to scare me out of here. Yeah, you're 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 persistent. So just a touch. There's just nothing touch. wrong with that. Be- yeah. Because uh, we certainly have developed a rapport that uh, is excellent. So, at Delmarva Speech Therapy in Berlin, mm-hmm. what types of services do you offer there besides? Um, speech therapy, you do swallow therapy. Correct, yep. And Yeah, I do. So I work with adults and, and kids in that location. Um, and in, it's, you know, we're working on, you know, not only are we working on speech therapy, um, you know, and I should go back to say speech therapy is one of those very misleading terms because you hear speech therapy and you think, I talk just fine. What do I need speech therapy for? But how much planning and sequencing have you and I worked on a lot to, you know, to help with certain activities such as, you know, we talked a lot about the podcast when you were originally coming up with the idea, you know, we talked a lot about how to plan, how to sequence, um, you know, that we also speech therapy also works on memory skills. Not many people realize that, um, you know, and again, you know, they're like, I don't need speech therapy, but then I can't remember my doctor's appointment. Right. So we work on developing, you know, strategies for, for those things with patients. And, you know, the biggest thing that I've always worked on is patient-first care. So whatever the problem is of the day, that's what we work on. That is uh, quite true. Uh, that's one thing that has always impressed me is that if I, there's something particular that's bothering me, um, we work on that. Mm-hmm. And whatever your plan was now gets kind of rerouted but you guys are always so flexible with uh with that 
and, and understanding. That's, that's an important part of being a therapist, you know, and it's not just speech therapy, but it's any therapist is that flexibility to be able to, you know, identify the need of the day and modify our therapy plan for that. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, that's one thing that we tend to do here in the home is if this is a problem today, all right, let's solve it um, and give you those strategies, the skills, that sort of stuff that you need to solve the problem when I'm not here. So how could someone uh, get in touch with your office to seek out your services? So um, I'm on Facebook, Delmarva Speech Therapy, um, for those that are local, um, you know, that um, right now just accepting Medicaid and Medicare insurance. Um, and then looking, I should say, not Medicare yet because Medicare is coming. I'm waiting on approvals. Well, don't worry. <laughs> it's the government. You'll be waiting. Um, and so... Uh, you can look, um, you know, look on, I also have a website um, for Delmarva Speech Therapy. You can look it on on Google. Um, but yeah, so that's typically how people are getting in contact with me right now. Well, that's great. I'm, I, I wish you all the luck in the world with, uh, with this because uh, you're just a, an amazing person and, and an amazing therapist. Thank you. I have really enjoyed working with you. You've been well, we're not, you know, we're not you're, done. Not, you're not divorcing me that easy. No, 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 no. We'll still be in here for a little while. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this with our listeners. And uh, I hope that uh, people that need your services get a chance to hear this message and, and can seek you out because uh, you, you certainly, I want to term this now. I got to go. Here we are with that word retrieval thing again. And you, you certainly are uh, very professional and very knowledgeable. And the things that you don't fully understand, you seek out the answer. Thank you. I appreciate that. And like I said, you know, then you share the answer. Correct. Yes. that's, That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. All right. Please remember, folks, that we are 100% voluntarily uh, funded by our listeners. So please go to the link and at the bottom of your uh, of your favorite podcast uh, provider, and you'll find a link there that says uh, support the show. Or you can find us on uh, GoFundMe under Living with Louie podcast, um, and every dollar counts. Uh, and every dollar helps. So please uh, take a minute and uh, go in and uh, and support the show. We, we certainly would appreciate it. Uh, the only thing we try to do is cover our operating costs and equipment maintenance costs. So um, we thank you and have a great day. We'd like to thank you for joining us for this edition of Living with Louie. 